Thanks for joining us today at Springwell Church, where we want to draw spiritually thirsty people to Jesus by loving God, loving each other, and loving the world. We hope that today's message builds you up, gives you a little insight, and helps you find a brand new perspective. You can find us in Taylor, South Carolina, and online at springwell.org. That's springwell.org. Now let's jump into the message. Say, what do you what do you say after that? It's amazing, wasn't it? Um, man, I've missed y'all. You have no idea. I am sick of preaching to a camera, and I'm thankful. Don't please don't misunderstand me. I'm thankful. Literally, we've been able to reach thousands of people, more people than ever in the history of this church. Listen, God, God was able to take what looked like a tragedy, uh, what even a lot of Christians were kind of down on and was not being able to meet as a church and talked about that you know, Satan was at work and all these different things that were being said. And, and the interesting thing is, is that what I was able to see was that God was at work, very much at work. You, you can't shut him up. I don't know what people are thinking. You know, you can't, you can't put him down. You can't hold him down. Uh, they, tried to, they tried to bury him and uh, kill him and bury him and put him in a tomb, and he, and he was still resurrected. So I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what Christians, I don't know what you've been thinking, if that's been your thought. Um, we win. And so we as a church have had an opportunity to reach thousands of more people. It's been absolutely amazing at what we've seen. The baptistry's out here because... Uh, uh, the lady that has uh, done our nutrition, I say our because there's a lot of folks in the church now that are, that are hanging out with this lady. Um, in the beginning, I thought she was from Satan. Um, <laughs> uh, she liked to kill this old man. And But through all this, I had the opportunity to lead her to Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to baptize her uh, next service. And uh, it's weird. I, we didn't publicize it. And, you know, should we baptize? I don't care. Uh, we are actually okay. Our insurance company has given us two thumbs up. Lawyers have said we can do it. <laughs> so, you know, we got the two thumbs up, and so we're going to baptize. And you know what? Maybe you're here this morning, and over the last few weeks, you know, God's been working in your life, and, and maybe you're not a follower of Jesus, and maybe this morning you'll accept him. Or maybe you've accepted Christ as your Savior, but the thing you haven't followed through with is baptism. And maybe what you've realized through this whole quarantine, this whole pandemic thing that we've gone through, is that, it, you know, things are important to you now. And so it's, now it's time for you to follow through with baptism until you'll just hang out with us. We'll baptize you next service. It'll be chaos. But it'll be organized chaos because I have a phenomenal team, and, and so they'll do an incredible job of getting it all together. I guess I better jump into the message. Y'all ready? How many of you would have said that before COVID-19 
that sometimes you wish that there was more time to do the things that you really wanted to do. How many of you have said that? Probably. If you're honest, and some of y'all are lying, you get your hand up, but it's the truth, you would have probably said the same thing. I think before the pandemic, you know, if, if you ask people, you know, how are you doing? How are you doing? I think the most common response, at least that I would hear, would be this. It would be, well, I'm busy. I am just so, so busy. Our family has been we're, we're run ragged. I mean, we're just really, really busy. I don't think that I've ever asked anybody how, you know, that they were doing, that they ever said, man, I'm just chilling. Life's good. I mean, I've got more quality time, you know, to spend with the kids, and, and we've been doing this, and we've been doing that, you know, and, 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 and my wife, my husband, we've been hanging out, we've been doing date nights, and we've been doing date days, and we've been doing date weekends. I mean, like, it's been amazing. I've never heard that, ever. We're busy. I think at least one thing that a lot of us have experienced through this quarantine is a shift in how we spend our time. Definitely a shift in how we spend our time. Our priorities have shifted. Before the virus, I think most of us would have said, you know what, I wish I had time too. You fill in the blank. But I'm just so busy. And now many of us are actually spending the time doing the things that we've always wanted to do. We're hanging out with our family. I've, I've heard more stories of families that really had to be creative. Now, what are we going to do together? And that creativity has brought unity, and it's been such a sweet thing. Marriages that, that have really actually been strengthened through all this. And for a lot of people that I've talked to, even teenagers, they've said, you know what, I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to normal. I want to keep spending my time the way that I'm spending my time now. But I would say that that's a lot easier said than done, right? It's a lot easier said than done because the urgent often takes priority over the important. Now, some of you thought, what? I thought the urgent was the important. Not necessarily so. For example, if you're a business owner and you've got an angry, upset, irate customer... That's urgent, right? So it demands that you take care of the situation and you take care of it right now. However, let me ask you this, but creating systems to keep customers from getting upset and angry is extremely important, isn't it? In fact, it's, it's so important that if you create a system to keep customer complaints down, then you won't be spending as much time dealing with the urgent Two different things. One is urgent, one is important. If your car engine needs repair because you didn't change the oil, that's urgent. But what's important? What if you had taken the time to have the oil changed every 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 miles? Preventative type maintenance. I guess we could say that doing what's important could help us avoid the urgent. And Luke, there's a, there's a great story about two sisters, Mary and Martha. And I, I, I wrote this and I took it out of my notes, but I can't help it. Every time I read that, I think of Laverne and Shirley. I don't know why. 
I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> it's somewhere in my head. I think of Laverne and Shirley. This, this might make a great sitcom as well. Let's pick up the story in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. So Martha opened up her home to which Jesus, to Jesus, which I'm sure forced her to think about the urgent. Hello, ladies, are you out there? Maybe some men as well, but I know at our house, <clears throat> when we know that there's visitors coming, I know the, the mindset that Karen gets into. I mean, if, you know, first off, we, I got to make up the bed. And I don't get it. Why do we put this stuff on the bed if we can never use it? And so we cover it up with whatever that thing's called. I used to think it was a quilt or something, but it's a, a so I can't even say that. I don't, I don't even feel, I wouldn't even feel manly saying that. So, <clears throat> We put that, th you know, we have to pull that thing back on there, and then we pull out the fancy pillows. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you pull out the fancy pillows, and everything in the house has to be cleaned. Everything has to be cleaned, including me. And then the last thing that she does, like, you know, I don't know, she's got a stopwatch. She says, okay, in so many minutes they'll be here. And so then she takes out this spray all over the house. Especially in my area, she'll and then and then and then she lights candles. She thinks all that smells good. I personally think it just stinks. And so I've, I think I've learned that what she, the smells that she's trying to cover up are mostly my smells. And I think that's pretty much what everybody does, right? She had a sister named Mary and who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted. I love that word, don't you? Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made I totally understand distracted. I, I totally, I can walk into a room. I do this every day of my life. I walk into a room, and I'm not just walking into a room. I'm walking aggressively into a room. Old people, y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm walking fast. I'm walking into a room aggressively. I'm like, I'm on a mission when I get to that room. And I can get in the room, and, and I know that I'm there aggressively to look for something. And I can't forget, I can't remember what it was. And then I can walk back in, and then it hits me. I walk aggressively. This has happened to me. I'm not kidding. I've walked back in a second time, aggressively walking into the room, and still can't remember what I'm in the room for. It's easy to get distracted. Because our minds can be distracted by so many things. So Martha was distracted by all the preparations, and what was Mary doing? Well, Miss Goody Two-Shoes, she was sitting at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. And what did spiritual Martha do? She said, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that my sister's over there doing nothing and I'm stuck with all the preparations? Come on. Jesus, get her. So she's a tattletale. And she's distracted by the urgency of all the preparations that had to be made. And you know what? What hit me? She's distracted. And she wanted to pull Mary into her chaos. Wish I had time to really preach on that. But I, I just wonder how many of us have been guilty before the virus of being distracted from that which is the most important. I've literally heard people say, literally heard people say, since the pandemic, I've been spending more time with Jesus. And it's almost to say, I don't know what else to do with my time. 
But it's more than that, right? It's not just that. And if you take it that way, you probably didn't hear them well. Because I think that what I've heard is people said, you know what, I've been scared, I've been, I've been concerned, I've been worried, I've been worried about my job, I've been worried about my health. If I hadn't been worried about my health or my job, then I have family members, I have a brother or a sister or an aunt or an uncle, I have, I have people that I'm close to, I have friends that I'm close to, and they're being affected, and so I'd, I'm, I'm worried and I'm scared. And so what we do in times like that, those of us that are followers of Jesus, is that we run to Jesus. And that's what a lot of people have been doing. I know some people who've said, through all this, I've realized uh, before that I was actually neglecting my spouse. I didn't realize that before. I didn't realize it before because we were so busy with the urgent. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, the kids, they have 15 different practices to get to. And and I've talked to parents who said, you know what? What we learned is that we were spending a lot of time together, but it wasn't quality time. We never really talked to each other. We talked at each other. We ate in the car. And I've just realized through all of this that I was really neglecting, I was neglecting time with my spouse. I was neglecting time with the people that I love. We've just been so busy on the urgent that we haven't had to spend time on the important. So Mary, Martha was distracted. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things. And I'm telling you, some of you, if, if, you, if you had a life first, that'd be it. That'd be your life first. You'll get you a t-shirt. I'm so worried about many. You put things on the back. I don't know. You're freaked out all the time because you're worried about the urgent. You're, you're worried and upset about many things. And Jesus said this. He said, few things are needed, only indeed, only one. Mary has chosen, Mary has actually chosen what was better. Mary actually cho- has chosen what was important. And I'm not going to take it away from her. Martha surrendered to the urgent. Mary chose what was important. So I guess the next question would be, right? So how do I know what's important? How, how do, I want to set my priorities. I don't want to go back. But how do, how, do I, how do I protect myself from going back? Well, Jesus said to Martha that time spent with him is more important than time spent trying to impress him. Somebody write that down. That'll preach right there. Did you get it at all? Does it make any sense? Because I know a lot of Christians that spend a lot of time trying to impress Jesus. I, I know folks that go to church just to impress Jesus. <laughs> Look at me. I went to church today, Jesus. I'm the man. I serve today, Jesus. Are you watching? Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, but seek First, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. If I've learned anything in my life, boy, it's, it's amazing that when you're younger, you, there's, that life's so complicated. And as you get older, it just seems to simplify. If I've learned anything in my life, it's that nothing else is sweeter than spending time with Jesus. I'm not kidding. I'm really not kidding. And this is not a Sunday morning, rah, rah, let's spend time with Jesus thing. I'm telling you. Time spent with Jesus changes everything. Time spent with Jesus changes my fear for tomorrow because I know who holds tomorrow in his hand. Come on. 
I don't have to be afraid of tomorrow. Now, you have to live long enough to look back on a lot of of yesterdays to understand that God's always been there. He's never let you down. And when you can, you look at tomorrow and say, forget you. My daddy's got it in the palm of his hand. It changes my relationships. It changes my relationships because I'm more loving and patient and gracious and kind and tender and understanding. It changes my relationships. Time spent with Jesus is Jesus rubbing off on me and, and, and some Jesus getting inside of me so that I spill out on the people that are around me. My relationships are just better. I don't have to be worried or stressed about my finances because I'm convinced that God will meet all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if I would focus on what's important, and I don't have to stress over the urgent. So, you can allow this time of pain to direct you to make better choices of the important over the urgent. But the choice is yours. If you're a follower of Jesus and you just say, Scott, I don't, I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to normal. If you can be honest enough this morning to say, you know what? Normal was killing us. It was killing our family. It was killing me. I don't want to go back to normal. But I'm going to need strength as we slowly get back to whatever may be some kind of new normal. but I want to focus on what's important. And if you're a follower of Jesus, if you would say, you know what, I haven't spent near the time with him that I need to. And I just need you to pray for me. This is a very honest place, and so you don't have to, if you're like a visitor, you don't have to like freak out, we're going to pick on you, we're not. We're just honest people that can lift our hands and say, man, yeah, I don't want to go back to that. Is anybody? I want to be different. I, want to, I, don't want, I don't want to waste this hurt and this pain and this confusion and this chaos. I don't want it to be wasted. I wonder what would happen with racial tension if the church just started being the church. Are you with me? Because I've thought over the last few days myself, what kind of plan do we come up with? And every single time, the Holy Spirit brings me back around to just be like Jesus. Just be like him and love people. And when there's an injustice, stand up and do something. I thought, well, sure, I guess we could do that. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray for us. Nobody in this room give the excuse more than me that I'm busy. Lord, uh, thank you for a group of people that are honest that slipped up their hand. God, you didn't cause the coronavirus, Lord. COVID-19 didn't start with you. But Lord, you're the one who can take, you can make beauty out of ashes, Lord. You can take the ugliness of this world and the things of this world and the things in this world and the tragedy that happens in our lives and do something very beautiful with it. Lord, and if it's nothing else that for those of us that are followers of you, that we would learn what's important, 
the only thing that's important. That we could be like Mary and realize that some of these other things, no big deal. But time spent with you, listening to you, sitting at your feet, being in your presence matters. Stir in the hearts of our people, Lord. Change us. Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus and you're here this morning because this whole coronavirus has caused you to stop and think about what's really important. Maybe that's why you're here this morning. You've been waiting on churches to open. You've been looking for a place to go. You've been looking for answers. Here's what I can promise you is that God is absolutely crazy about you. And he's proved it. And maybe, you know what, you, you thought that there were some things important in your life and now that you look at it, you think, you know what, they're not nearly as important as I thought. There's got to be more. And there is more. It's a relationship with the God, the creator of this universe. God loved you so much that he sent his son to this earth. And Jesus, his son, loved you so much that he was willing to go to the cross. And on the cross, to shed his blood, to die on a nasty, ugly Roman cross. To say to you, I love you. And I'm going to pay the sin debt. Your sin debt. I'm going to take care of it. And he did. On the third day, he was raised from the dead and he was alive. And what you feel right now is... It's Jesus. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, you're experiencing God. And He's whispering in your ear, if you'll listen, and He's telling you that He loves you. So if you're not a follower of Jesus and you'd like to be, maybe you pray a simple prayer like this. Maybe you just say, Heavenly Father, today I choose Jesus. I want to make a choice for the things that are important. A lot of things I thought that were important, they're not. Jesus, I'm asking you to save me, to forgive me. I want you to be first in my life. I want you to make me brand new and I want you to change my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit. So that I can spend the rest of my life empowered by you. Empowered and given the freedom to love you. Lord, you're amazing. You are so amazing. Thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for me personally. I've just missed my people. I've just missed them. Lord, being together this morning has just been, oh, so phenomenal for me. Thank you for the gift of community, the beauty of friendship. We love you. It's in your name we pray.